Dear listener, caution is advised as we enter our month of terror, discussing films so chilling the memories will haunt you for a lifetime. Please ensure that you aren't listening alone, and that you're reclined so as to avoid fainting in shock, as we discuss cats. Welcome back to the 220th most popular film and TV podcast in Lebanon, all the <laughs> listeners. That's actually true, by the way. Like, just... just <laughs> I was like, what? Where is it going with this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who would have thought that, like, one day we could make that claim, but, like, we have officially charted somewhere, dear listener, and it's all thanks to you, so... <laughs> You're the one person the one in Lebanon. The one person in Lebanon who listens, but that's actually a real thing, by the way, so there you go, take that for, for what it's worth. It's um, it's good to start off with some joy, isn't it? Because I think what this podcast is going to devolve into over the next half hour or so is there's probably not much joy to be found, is there? Really, is it's probably fairly safe. Just despair. Just despair. despair. It's a good, it's a good choice for our spoopy and dumb ways to die because this is the dumbest way to die ever, isn't it? And you know, like it, it's it, it, it is a pretty dumb way to die, and it's a pretty fucking. Horror, 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 Bill Um We are, of course, talking about Cats, the 2019 adaptation of the stage musical, um, which I insisted we did. I, I was like, I was like, we're going to. Well, it was originally going to be part of our musical month before we had our little hiatus. Um, and I kind of thought, well, let's just. I still wanted to do it, so I was like, right, let's get it out of the way. I do have a confession. <laughs> I did actually see this in the cinema at release. It's not a confession for you. You know this. I but know. Like, dear listener, you, you may not have done. Um, so I've actually now seen it twice. So I have suffered through twice for your for your um, enjoyment. I hope you're. I hope you appreciate the effort. Well, Jordan, something hilarious as well. My sister earnestly loves this film and the musical. So over lockdown, I think we actually did have this on. I just can't remember it because I we, we had cocktails and musicals during lockdown. It was one of our things. <laughs> um, this is the first time I've watched this version of Cats sober. <laughs> and I regret it. <laughs> I had a much better time before. 
Do you, do you have um, much, uh, many or any opinions on the actual musical, like the stage play version? Yeah, uh, okay. I'm going to start this off. I really dislike Cats as a musical. Like, I, I don't like it. Um, I, it was one of those ones that appeared on videos a lot. The Cats BBC recording mm-hmm. appeared as videos a lot. And now we saw the adverts. So I, I, I know very specific clips of some songs very well. I watched it. Jodie's dance school did a, a... I think this is why she likes the film, by the way, because she has nostalgic things for her dance school. They did, like, a, everyone, every group gets to dance to one of the cat's songs. So mm-hmm. it started to become a thing in our house, and, and we watched it, and it's the version with, you know, Johnny Partridge from EastEnders. <laughs> Christian side. No? Well, mm-hmm. okay. Very specific. The listeners will not understand that one unless they're, they're British. And Our Lebanon listeners are going to check out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um... I have always disliked Cats, I because it's like it's not really a story. I'm going to be honest. Like this is going outside. It's a bit ra- a bit of a rant. Other than Joseph, which I I love, and Phantom of the Opera, I think Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals as a whole are very overrated. There, mm-hmm. I said it. I think because <laughs> he's just a composer, and it, like if you listen to all the musicals back to back, it's kind of the same fucking tunes coming back and forth here, and he kind of surrounds himself like. Joseph was one of the first ones he made, so he was enthused and it was new, something new. But as he kind of went on, he got cocky and it was just all about him doing his fucking compositions and he just, you know, fired people, brought people back in. Like, his stuff's a mess. Like, all the productions of his things are a mess. If you, oh, I would love if there was a film version of uh, Starlight Express because I would make you watch that. It's fucking, have you heard about Starlight Express? Um, I assume I haven't. He really liked trains, Thomas the Tank Engine and trains, and he decided he was going to make a musical about a train race. And to do that, he'd have all the actors on roller skates, high-speed roller skates, you know, going fast, doing what dances. The amount, you know, remember how we all used to laugh about the Spider-Man musical? That was the Spider-Man musical before Spider-Man musicals was a thing. The right. amount of injuries caused on that fucking stage, <laughs> intense. But yeah, it's um he's just got very lucky that he's had the network. He is a talented composer, or he was for a while a talented composer, don't get me wrong, but fucking all of them are just like you have to be drunk to enjoy them for reals. I'm not really I, th- I think I've said this before, I probably said this during our musical month, but I'm not really a musical fan or a stage fan or a theater fan i'm very uncultured in that sense (laughs) Um, like i there's things that i enjoy and i can see why people would really like them but generally speaking um i i don't know if it's me projecting onto them or what it is about it but i feel in some ways that they're kind of elitist a lot of musicals and theatery stuff and i think the people that participate within them almost certainly are i feel like it's it's a certain kind of person that gravitates towards that, and I've kind of always felt on the outside of that. Having said that, like there are like uh, exceptions to that. I really enjoyed Wicked when I saw that. I saw that in London like a fucking mm-hmm. eternity ago, back when I was young. Um, and you know, I don't have any objection to going to see anything necessarily, but I'm not the sort of person that's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go and see like. Phantom of the Opera or, or whatever like that. I just, I just, none of that stuff grabs me. Like, it just doesn't. Um, and Andrew Lloyd Webber has always been one of those characters for me who's just, 
very, very self-satisfied and proud of what he's achieved. And, you know, like, I guess quite rightly so, like he's achieved a lot. But I think he almost believes his own hype. And I think he thinks he's probably more important than he actually is. Oh, he's awful. Like, I'd, he's really shown himself up over the past couple of years. He did a new version of Cinderella, mm-hmm. which was a fucking absolute failure for a number of reasons. The pandemic being one, but also it was a very confused and like, this is not a, a musical podcast and Calum's like, thank God it's not, but um, <laughs> I could go I could go into why Cinderella was a, a shit show without having seen it. I've only seen Bits and Bobs and I've heard the soundtrack. It's, it's fucking awful. It's um one of those, I'm not like the other girls stories, but it's like 20 years too late. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they make fun of plastic surgery and stuff and it's whatever, whatever. Um, so the show was closing in the UK obviously no one knew that apart from Andrew Lloyd Webber and his you know small team the cast was due a changeover and everyone was all hyped and everyone was announced for that like yes you know my job it's some people it was their first time to be on on the West End and other people were you know were moving on from TV to it mm-hmm. he told that cast via Twitter like he didn't even tell them, and you know, he they found out over Twitter and social media that their, their, that their job was gone, that the show was shutting down. Mm. He didn't bother telling anyone. He told, and then he wrote this really awful letter about how he regrets making it and all this. And he read it during the last show while the cast were on stage. These people who had like you know tried their hardest to make this thing work, and it's like it's his fault it failed. Like it is his fault. Wait, well, was there was there an audience there when he was reading it? Yes. They so booed. I was gonna say, so he's basically said, yeah, this is a feed of shit, you're all fools for paying to see it. Yeah. Like, but yep. no refunds, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he's taken it to Broadway with, and trying it again. He's changed some bits. It's now called Bad Cinderella instead of Cinderella. Um, he's changed some lyrics, but honestly, it doesn't change it enough to make it a good show. I don't know how we got to be ranting about Cinderella, I'm sorry. Oh, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, him being like, yes, he's a twat. there's so many really interesting documentaries even if you're not into musicals you should watch the making of the phantom and the opera because you know he hired his wife to be the main star and then they end up getting a divorce and it's because he put a lot of pressure on her and it was like a whole mess and he's just a very controlling figure and i guess you have to be to a rich person like that you know a big show producer but he's extremely unlikable i don't like him cats is like i mean it sounds like i'm being biased I just don't like cats because the whole thing about cats, and you can tell me what you got from the plot after I've said mm-hmm. this, but the whole thing about the actual musical, not the film, oh, that's, this is why I don't like the film. The whole thing in the musical is it's fluff, 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 people introducing themselves. It's just, you know, it's just cats talking about who they are. Nothing, you know, you don't really learn about them or anything. You're just like, you learn literally about them. You don't learn about their motives or anything. Mm-hmm. The whole musical is to justify memories. Memories is the whole plot. And that's fine, you know. But then the film decides, because that's the one good thing, memories being the plot. The film decides to just fucking change everything and add this new character in to then undermine memories. And it's just kind of like, well, okay, what, what, what's the fucking point in this now? So I haven't seen the actual stage play for a little while. We, um, I have seen it before, funnily enough, and it was on VHS and we were at a holiday home. This must have been like 15, 16 years ago. And the home just had a copy of it on video. My sister and I watched it for a couple of times because there was fuck all else to do, honestly. Like, this was mm-hmm. back before we had phones or anything. That'll be the one with Johnny Partridge in it. That's so funny. It might be. I couldn't tell you. I think it um, has to be because it's the only one. He, he played Rumtum to whatever the fuck. <laughs> Rumtum, whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so probably then. It, it was an official release, so I guess it would have been. Um, and I'm so, but I, uh, and I was familiar with memory at the time. Memory, memories, I can't. I think it, it's memory. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, memory. I was familiar memory. with memory. Uh, kind of, I guess, ironic that I would forget that, but there you go. Um, uh, I, but like, Cats was a little bit of a phenomenon for a little while. Like, I remember it was constantly being like spoofed or referenced in things it was in the papers for a while like it was a big deal like as far as new productions go it was it was really popular at one point in time and i think that was part of the reason like we would watch it most more than anything it was just like well when else are we going to get the chance to watch it but that was so long ago i honestly couldn't tell you the plot and i think that's probably one of the weakest elements of the film and it's like the the 2019 film is that Mm -hmm. I, I, I was watching for the first twenty minutes at least. You're kind of waiting for some semblance of the plot to reveal itself. Like there's a lot of singing and dancing going on, but you're not really sure what what any of it like is led, lending itself towards, and it's just that's kind of the problem with adapting this. Is mm. there isn't a plot. It's the first two songs you find out like you know we we're all jellical cats. What the fuck that means mm-hmm. and. Essentially, we're 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 doing the pop idol of death competition. I did look that up yesterday, and I've already forgotten because I was just like, they're like, a jellical cat is small and frail, and like, right, wait, what fuck's a jellical cat? I need to find that out. <laughs> it's, it's just a poetry book. It's a, like you know, and it's a guy called them jellical cats. It's just, yeah, you know, it was P.S. Um, Eliot. I know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a was there not like I'm sure, I'm sure it was a it was like one of the, it's like a composite word was it not it meant because um, there, there was one for dogs as well uh, I'm sure I read this yesterday uh, uh, yeah it comes from uh, pollicle dogs and jellical cats where pollicle dogs is a corruption of poor little dogs and jellical cats of dear little cats so it's I don't know how dear little. I don't understand how the fuck you get that from that. Like pollicle, sure, but lot. Yeah, pollicle sounds right, but jellicle doesn't. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. T. S. Eliot. You know, maybe that. Maybe you weren't onto a winner with that one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's such a weird thing to adapt. It's just he was very high clearly when he decided to adapt that. But so the whole plot is, Calm, if the, of the original one is, we want to. I, I, we are all competing to be the. Well, actually, I saw a really good video today by a YouTuber and he said it's like you know how there's I want songs in all Disney movies like Belle's first song and Moana's song mm. singing about her. so that's typically your protagonist's song near the beginning so you, that's how the plot starts you know what we're working towards in a musical I should say mm. these songs are I am songs mm-hmm. and that's typically the villain's song so you sing like I am evil, I do this, I am Scar, you know, whatever. I am Gaston, you know. Um, so how he read the plot, and I will link the video in our in our um, Instagram because his video is so good. Like I will not do any of it justice. I'm not gonna even try to. Mm. But he was saying, it's called Sideways, by the way. Uh, he was saying that the real story of cats is these cats are all villains because they're leave. They've they've shunned. Um, what's her name? Uh, Grizabella or Grizabelle. Yeah. Grizabelle, Grizabelle, whatever. She's the protagonist essentially. 
Mermaid's is the most important song because it's the only she she doesn't want to be sent to die. She mm-hmm. just wants to be part of the group again. And how you're part of the group and this is like cats is always kind of made fun of her being really sexually charged and it is, but how the cats show each other they're not alone and they're part of the same group as they touch each other. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing of the stage show is like she's not like they stay away from her. The the older cats stop the younger cats from touching her. There's a little handshaky thing she does. I'm demonstrating it. You're so glad you can't see. I'm so glad you can't see because I look like a dick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Grizabella's whole thing was she was a former glamour cat and, and she got shunned out of the group and her whole thing is she wants to be in the group. She doesn't even want to be part of the... She doesn't want to be reincarnated like the others do. She just wants to be in the group and the whole thing is them kind of, you know, bringing her back into the group and that's what memories is. That's the plot. I am... Um might be wrong here but is the reason she was shunned not because she went with McCavity did she not go with McCavity I don't I can see that's what happens in the 2019 film but I honestly can't remember if that's the case in the the original musical I'm gonna just assume so but I don't know that that does happen in this film and that's why I'm asking because I I read that that's what happened yeah they they say it on like one line I didn't pick that up (laughs) I only picked up because I literally just watched it. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. At least then, at least one of us was paying attention. <laughs> one of us. One of us was bored, but paying attention. Yeah. Um. And that was me. But that's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole thing. So, th- yeah. That's the plot. There's no plot. The plot is justifying memories being the plot. I mean, I I don't entirely. I see. The thing is, I don't disagree that um the cats are villains because i was thinking that the whole time honestly like when i was watching this i hadn't heard that that um analysis that you've just provided before i've not seen that before but that was pretty much what i was thinking as i was watching it i was like we've got a cast of characters whom we're we're effectively being shown as our um as our heroes for lack of a better term uh, and uh, obvi- but but everyone within this has the same goal, and we all know that only one of them is going to get the opportunity to do it. So I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say they're antagonists as such, but they're definitely not heroes. Like so, yeah. I would say they're antagonists. If you look at the story as Grizabella's story, mm-hmm. they're the antagonists until they accept her, and, and that's fine. You know, they move on. There's a f- no. I wouldn't say all of them are. There's some that are more sympathetic towards her, and obviously the old cat. And the stage show is always on our side. The problem with the movie, the big problem is they've added this fucking random character called Victoria, who I guess is an audience stand-in, so that they can have more exposition and more talking, so they have someone to kind of take it through. Victoria very much undermines, undermines, sorry, not mimes, undermines Grizabella's importance and does a lot of stuff that other cats should have done, and it just makes the story a bit confused, because at some point... So Victoria's introduced as this character who's like been chucked to her house, but she doesn't she doesn't know what a jellical is. Mm-hmm. But then halfway through, she sings her own song, where she suddenly kind of she's like saying to Grizabella, like, "Go get fucked." At least you're a jellical cat. And I was like, "Well, you don't know what a jellical cat is, so you don't know her experience or her story." The fucking audacity, really. That I, it's a very musical thing, to be fair. But uh, I mean, Cats isn't alone in doing this, but uh, I can't struggle to think of our examples off the top of my head now that I've said that. But you'll have a character like Victoria who doesn't know of a certain concept and then within seconds is like singing lines in unison with the rest of the cast. Yeah. 
and that's a that, that's a musical kind is it a trope i guess what you call it or a, or a aspect of musicals it's not really a trope i suppose but like it's an aspect of musicals i've never really enjoyed i don't like the whole oh i'm just learning about something but now i'm going to join in the cast with some like well choreographed lines and you know I, I just don't like that but it actually undermines the story in this case because that's yeah. like you know her whole thing is she's learning with the audience but mm-hmm. then she already fucking knows so she's not she's just a useless character and she's just she's also so the, the peak of memories right she sings touch me right the whole thing is she wants to be included in the group she wants to be touched again and that's how the cats show right but before that victoria's literally just hold, held her hand and taken her in the room and it's like well you've already been touched you know, you don't you don't understand. So the person who like made the film doesn't understand the basic fucking like, just least listen to the lyrics. You know, mm. it makes me angry because I don't like the show, but I feel like this film didn't do the show any justice at all. I mean, I actually feel like the cast of 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 cats, not the cast of the film, but the cast of the cats themselves. Um, the story maybe as well it's a it's really really bizarre i'm i still i'm struggling to get my head around this you've got a cat mm-hmm. who has never heard of jellical cats mm-hmm. you could treat the jellical cats i suppose as a cult because essentially they are except their cultiness results in something actually happening in the end it just it strikes me as it's very religious and like all fucking Le- Le- Weber stuff are though, aren't they? Like you have literally yeah. got like Jesus Christ superstar. I like, guess he's so. got stuff. But I mean, I I think that's possibly another problem with like having a new cat, like well Victoria potentially as a stand-in, because you've then kind of created this scenario where you have cats from outside of the established cast who don't know what the fuck's going on. And yet the film is kind of, or the the musical is portraying itself as not the life of all cats, but the life of these cats, at least. So mm-hmm. when you have an outsider cat who like has to be taught, oh, well, by the way, we're going to be calling old Deuteronomy, what the fuck, Deuteronomy. Um, okay. I got there in the end. I couldn't, um, I couldn't do it. Um, uh, by the way, here's these other cats who they've, one of them's magic and one of them's the train cat and one of them's the, like, you know, we've all got these tasks and we're all like deserving of going on to having a new life and this and that. Just, it's, it's very much like, um, why don't you pop into our villa so that I can give you a free personality test? It's just sort of, you know, like random passerby on the street. Have you heard the good news? Like, it's just, it, why would Victoria not? know about this or not have heard of it like is she that sheltered that she's not heard anyone ever <laughs> talking about this fucking cult of cats that lives and fought you would still have heard some kind of rumors like you don't need to be a scientologist to know about the scientologist in the middle of edinburgh well no i just kind of assumed that like jellical cats were kind of like i don't know like i don't know how it works that's i don't know i can't answer that <laughs> he's just but having victoria is the reason that's a problem because it wouldn't have been a problem if there wasn't an outsider yeah, well, that's it. That that that's all. Uh, that I think that's the main point I'm making is that her, her her being an outsider creates a bit of a problem because you do have this magical, um, heavy layer slash heaven slash reincarnation aspect that doesn't. I mean, it doesn't make sense anyway. But like, it makes even less sense when you've then got some cats that don't know anything about it. Yeah, but it's also I don't understand. So the only cats that I would you know guess would actually want to take part in the death pop idol mm-hmm. would be the old cat because fuck it why not but he's got a place still like 
the only one that makes sense really is Grizabelle's the only one because her life's shit. Everyone mm. else has got an okay life. Like, and everyone. And yeah, and they are young. Like, sure the old one can go and get, you know, I don't know, because I don't know how it works. It's like when they when they get reincarnated, do they become have the same personality or are they totally different? Like I don't understand how it works. I think it's meant to be a totally fresh start. Well, then, like, why are they so eager to, like, to, you know, hop into the air balloon of death? Like, I don't understand. It's a really good question. I actually hadn't thought of that. <laughs> like, like old Deuteronomy should just fucking nominate herself and be done with it. Like, <laughs> off, off I go. <laughs> Pull the ladder up behind her. Like, no, no, no more of this. Like, <laughs> like no, they're, they're like doing sacrifices and they're pretending. Mm. They're like, maybe that's what really happened. Like, they they like, they pretended to Grizzabel who's accepted again, but they're really just sending her off. Like, mm. right, get to fuck with that. And then in the film, you have a, a, in the musical the villain character like Maccabi is not really that big a thing. It's a very small subplot. Oh, he's still when he comes back. It's a mm-hmm. song, you know. And here they make it a whole big thing because they have to because it's Hollywood. And they have him hold on to the balloon at the end where mm-hmm. Isabel Bella, sorry, is chosen to be the thing. She sings her song. They're like, okay, you can be reincarnated. He jumps like he holds onto the air balloon. And it occurred to me when he's holding on to them, why doesn't he just let go? If they're just dying to be reincarnated, why doesn't he just let go and die? Because um, you only you only get reincarnated if you make it to the heavy side layer, which is where the balloon's taking you. So like him just letting go and dying wouldn't, like you just die. But if he's re- refreshing his whole body, he won't remember his past life anyway, so he means well. Like you're essentially dying anyway if you're like getting reincarnated totally fresh. See, well... Uh, this presumes that something does indeed actually happen. And I mean, I know they've got this set up so that they can literally go up into the air. Mm-hmm. But I think all that's happening really is they're going up into the orbit, fucking dying. And then that's that. Like, that's my interpretation. <laughs> Sorry. Like, <laughs> am I like, am I like shitting all over the legacy of cats? I think I might be. But like, I just, I'm, maybe I'm, I don't know, trying to. Once again, project too much meaning or too much reality into a piece of fiction. But um, I don't see how they can know any of this. And I just refuse to accept that they can. I think it's just wishful thinking. I've had a shit life, so I'm going to go off and have something better. And I mean, that's what people do as well. You're fine with this cat singing, but you know you can't accept that they're happy with ritual sacrifice. Well, I'm not entirely. I'm not entirely happy with the cats singing either. I'm not. I'm even less happy with the cats like unzipping their fur and revealing clothes underneath. <laughs> but like, we'll get there. I will say they didn't do that. Like, they didn't do that in the original. There's plenty of fucking stuff they didn't do in the original. I've not seen, and I already know that just for the fucking look at the state of this. I know. So should should we now? Like, so I've kind of established my thoughts on the original musical and stuff. So should we just like focus on the film for a bit then? Because this is the stuff that you'll properly have stuff to say about. Like, yeah. So so for the film itself, I would say like there are small glimpses for me of something that could have been better than it ended up being. Like I don't. I mean, I mean, this is fuck. It is a fucking train wreck. I'm not going to sit here and defend it. But there are elements of it that I like. Sometimes it's just like little pieces of music. <laughs> nothing to do with the acting or production or whatever there are tiny elements of this i like at stages we'll get there when we get there if i remember um but the very first note i actually had from watching this was um right from the start as the camera pans into the city the cgi seems a little bit off 
And it's funny because this isn't that older film. This came out in 2019, so only like three years ago. Less than that, actually, because it was December 2019. So it's not even three years old as of the time of recording. Um, and already, to me, the CGI of like the city and the backdrops was looking a bit like the backgrounds often looked blurry or washed out. And it wasn't that kind of fake. We've got our star in focus and the, the, the backgrounds in uh, like obviously out of focus. It was literally the, the CGI of the background sometimes looked a bit blurry to me. And I'm thinking for a film that had a budget of about $80 million, that's kind of fucking unacceptable. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if you noticed that. Maybe that was just me. Maybe maybe it's my eyes. But like, I <laughs> entirely possible. Right. I knew it was coming, and I was like, "This is the least of its problems. <laughs> this is the least of. I mean, this is like a good. I was like, oh, bad CGI setting. Ah, mm-hmm. that's like the best problem it could have. Mm-hmm. What follows is fucking just. Oh. Should we go? Okay, the cats. The cats are really hideous. Mm-hmm. Like. It's their their bodies, the way the faces are kind of melded in. They had buttholes at one part. Did you know that? They had buttholes and they had to edit them all out. No. <laughs> right. So early on, we see, so Victoria's abandoned in a bag. And there's a shot right at the start of the cats circling around this moving bag. Um, and it was that where just the way the actors were moving and the angles that were happening and stuff. I was like, I can actually totally see why this works as a stage show. It actually at parts looked like a stage show, kind of like the, the Shrek one that we reviewed. Dear listener, you can go back and listen to our Shrek musical episode if you like <laughs> to hear our thoughts on that. But it looked it parts of it looked like a stage show being recorded rather than a film. And I think it's funny that the way it was filmed almost made it look like that intentionally. And I guess, you know, when it's a film based on a musical, there's only so far you can get away from that. Mm-hmm. But they could have tried. Like, it actually looks like a stage show at certain points. Well, I would argue that that's, they should have went with that drink entirely. And they should have given them the original stage show costumes where they're wearing like black lycra and fluffy stuff because it would have looked better than what they got. Yeah. And they shouldn't have had them speaking. They shouldn't have had this extra fight scene. I would have just, with cats, there's not, as as you've kind of said, there's not really a plot to be found because there isn't a plot to be found. That's it. There's just cats stating who they are. That's the plot. I would have just leaned into it and I'm like, fine, if Taylor Swift and Jason Derulo, is, that, is it even Jason? Have I just made yeah. out that Jason Derulo was no, in it? No, Jason Derulo is in it, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, and whoever wants to sing song, the cat songs, and, or, and they're saying, no, we want to go beyond just an album, which would have been fine. You know, you could have just done an album. But anyway, I digress. If they want to dance and prance around as cats, I would have just, I would have leaned into the stage show and just done the stage show, to be honest. Because... There's no plot. There's no film plot here. So why are you going to try and make it a film? It ain't a film. There's not. And I think that's maybe it probably is a bit of a problem with the original musical as well. But so I had a note that literally just says Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats just keeps on going and going. And then probably it's a problem with the original musical as well. But the part around the cats, uh, what was it? The cats, the name, the name of the cats, or whatever the song, the song about the cats mm-hmm. naming themselves. It's really boring, and it actually completely derails the momentum that's been built up by the previous song. Because as much as Jellicle cats, uh, Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, goes on way too long, it's built up a bit of speed to it, 
And then mm-hmm. suddenly it slows right the fuck down where they're like, oh, you can't come through this gate. What's your name? No, what's your real name? And then they're like, oh, a cat must be greeted. And it just slows it right the fuck down once again. But then it just it just keeps on going. Like, it's so fucking long. And I think that's maybe part of the problem with the songs in this as well. And it's they're just too long. Like they could have, they. I actually think they could have done the full thing, but just cut some of the songs in half, um, mm. because you're right, there is no plot. Therefore, having having a fucking five and a half minute version of Jellical songs for Jellical cats isn't really needed. Yeah, well, see, I I actually like, think there's a, a moment where they're even more guilty of that, and it's the magical Mister Mistopheles song where they keep like oh, edging yeah. it pisses me it's like just went five too far but yeah, yeah we'll get to that right i mean we're not again listener we're not doing through the wikipedia we'll just talk about what we want no, to but not. i just feel like that's probably for later i have one of my most hated bits oh god i have many of my most hated bits is this at the start your most hated bit? well we're, we're quite yeah quite near the start it's our first um gumby cat yeah she can't sing right well that's the least of our fucking problems she can't act either no, but she really can't sing in the musical film. Like, Rebel Wilson is clumsy. How funny. Like, no. It's just it's just not. It's just not good. Um, you're right, she can't sing. Um, the whole thing about this cat is she's lazy during the day, but apparently she trains mice and cockroaches at night when she's not fucking stuffing them in her face. But see, that, no, that works in the musical because the pacing of the song is different. So... There's parts where she sings it slow and it's meant to be fast and the whole thing is it's not this is again what I got from this sideways video, I highly recommend the video. Um so the original song is like she only sings bits of it and there's three other cats that do harmonies. Rebel Wilson has been given a random part of the harmony instead of the main melody, so she's not actually singing a melody, which is a problem. I think it's because she couldn't reach the main melody part. And it speeds up and slows down because the whole thing is, you know, she's slow during the day and then she's really fast at night doing all this stuff. Like, that's her whole thing. But because they've changed the pacing of the song and the song, that's kind of lost. I know, yeah. So part of part of the appeal of musicals is that your actor on stage is also singing. You don't have to do that in a film. I don't get why they didn't just have her lip sync to someone else's voice. Or more importantly, get someone else. Like, I, I don't understand why they didn't pick someone else. Like, Rebel Wilson's just not funny. Well, I, I, don't, I don't hate her, but her and James Corden's improvs throughout the film were awful. And it kind of proves why you should maybe not have people talking. Like, the, the, the reason that the first, you were talking about how the songs were really fast at the beginning. No, solo, sorry, they go on forever and ever. And the thing to remember is in Cats, the musical musical, you don't have any, like things helping you with the story they have to make sure that people understand the story in those first two songs that's all the story you get mm. if you and i'm going to be honest the times i've watched cats um without thinking about it you know being drunk or whatever or even in vhs when i was a kid i didn't understand what the fuck was happening ever because no. i can you know i missed the jellical song for jellical cats and the naming of the cats part and mm-hmm. the jellical ball invitation i missed those three songs i didn't know what was happening i was just like i guess i'm just watching people sing as cats and I guess that's what you do again, anyway. Guess that's it. <laughs> in the film, they have you talk. They have people talking, so you have more explanation. But that's kind of a bad thing as well, because now you have like extra fluff you don't need, and it's irritating. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, Gumby, Gumby Cat unzipping. So unzipping her fur to reveal a dress as well is a little bit disturbing. 
like I, she literally just takes her fur off um, and reveals that she's got clothes underneath. Um, and it's a plot point that actually comes back to be used later as well, which... Yeah, I hate that. It, I hate that as well. <laughs> I hate that as well because it doesn't make... I say it doesn't make sense. Like, none of it makes fucking sense. No, but it, like, it, it's, you know, you can suspend your disbelief so far in mm. anything. That's just fucking dumb. You know, mm. that's just stupid. And, you know, if she was singing a good song, the, yeah. the, the song's perfectly acceptable. It's like, I don't really like any of the songs other than Memory and the original one but in this she butchers the song and it's not all her fault some of it is down to the production of the song mm. she butchers it so badly and the, the the visuals are so disturbing with the cockroaches and something else that was pointed out to me the cockroaches don't tap dance in time to the music the beat i never even noticed that but i can believe it <laughs> <laughs> it's uh shit speaking of things that are shit Rum Tom Tugger, uh, what's his name? Rum Tom Tugger is on after this, uh, and this uh, his song also goes on too long, and uh, this film also gets points deducted for making me take the same side as as Rebel Wilson on any issue when she's like, "Stop milking it." I'm like, "Yeah, fucking, I agree." Like, it just goes on too long. It's really, see, you know, I just said that I only like memory. I actually do like the Rum Tom Tugger song and the musical. Because it's done very differently. I don't mind it. I have to say, I don't mind it. It just, it just went on too long. Um, I'm sure the original is probably better. Yeah, that's Johnny Partridge, and he's, you know, in his young years, he's quite good looking, and it's, it's played up better. This one, he just tries to play cool, mm. you know, R and B artist. Is what he's trying to play, and it's just that's not it. It's meant to be like campy, cheesy. It's a bit hard to pull off when you're dressed as a fucking six foot cat, but. <laughs> yeah, but they're doing it in the stage show, you know. They're doing yeah. the stage show. They're also dressed up like that, but like no, less we um jennifer hudson is who's playing grisabella in this now i generally speaking i really really like jennifer hudson i think she's got a great voice mm-hmm. i don't think her voice actually suits memory particularly well unfortunately um she, the the way it's delivered here unfortunately just doesn't work for me she's um, no Elaine cage no um she and the funny thing is she she does have like quite a musically voice she's been in she was obviously in dream girls um she was what else have i seen her in i'm sure there was a musical based on something else kind of similar that she was in um there's another one that she was in i, I cannot think was, was she in The Color Purple? Or was that Fantasia? I can't remember. One of them was in that, anyway. Very, did, did. I'm just trusting you for this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it's a shame because I think memory is like, obviously you hear it several times throughout the film. And... It's the fucking plot. It's very important. It's very important. And it's just... At this point, we're 25 minutes into the film and the film is now setting McCavity up to be the villain but like it's still very vague so like assuming you know nothing about the musical or anything else and you just have what the film has told you up to this point we're like we're yeah you know we're um, almost half an hour in and you've still not been given much and it's just 
it's a lot of work for for you to have to stick with honestly i can see why people would give up like yeah and he doesn't sing great either no. like he's one of the shitter singers but just when you think it can't get worse dear listener it can here comes james corden um he's a cunt to the other cats which he's apparently himself well, yeah basically he's just playing himself and he interrupts his own song how funny ha 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 guys we're going to do it again i'm like that's just not good improv like you, you know improv's a skill and i feel like people don't understand that anything anyone can do it no like colin mockery and ryan styles trained for years to be as good as they are and these two just come in and make stupid comments pause or, the film james codron hurts his balls how funny like it's fucking I'm sure there's someone rolling in the grave over this. I don't know who, but like, <laughs> someone is. Um James Corden's ancestors. Yeah, well, that too. Um so we've got is it Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser? I think their song's quite catchy, but again the two people can't sing very well, and that's a recurring problem within this film. You've either got singers singing songs that are good singers singing songs that aren't suited to them or bad singers who just can't sing yep and it's like well, that's a problem i think this is so Lee Miz, another musical that was like that one did really well Lee Miz, to be fair the movie version but they had a bunch of people who couldn't sing it properly mm. and it's like well you need to choose what you're going to go for here you need to go for i think for a musical you need to hire people who are musically trained at the very least you can't just have oh you know here's rebel wilson to bring in the rebel wilson fans you know that's just not gonna work for a musical film that's how you end up creating the worst film of yeah. 2019 <laughs> that's yeah. what happens you need to actually have people who can sing to carry a musical because you can't just do it on charm alone i feel like during this you don't feel very safe like do you, do you know what i mean like, you don't feel safe when they're singing you feel like they're gonna falter and you feel nervous for them almost i actually felt like that as Victoria, funnily enough, the main <laughs> main fucking cat that we're following, she was one of the unsafest ones vocally, just because she's she just sings and she's one of these people that's almost just I've lifted my voice up higher and therefore I'm singing. Like it's just like you're not though. Like that's not what singing very is. Very thin, very yeah. thin voice. It's just that and Judy Dench. Oh fuck! I, that's my notes at the end. Like whoever thought that was a good idea, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but so many of them just cannot sing. Um, and yeah. it's like it's a fucking musical and this is not a musical where other stuff happens no you know, the entire thing is they're singing it relies on them singing so heavily that the fact that they can't sing is a real fucking problem well that and everything <laughs> else is a real fucking problem yeah and the one and the ones that can sing can't really act it like Jason Derulo sang Rum Tum Tugger fine mm -hmm. but he wasn't an actor for it no is Jason Derulo an actor? No, he's I'm a singer. Okay, that's exactly it then. Sorry, I was being stupid there. I was just like, wait, am I insulting an actor? No, it's, no. the point is he's a, he's a singer. Taylor Swift as well. I, I actually did enjoy Taylor Swift's singing. I like Taylor Swift as a whole. I know you're less of a fan, but I really like Taylor Swift. But yeah. she ain't an actress. No. So why is she there? <laughs> well, cause she's, a, she's a known cat person. I feel I feel like the film was trying to capitalize and kind of meme itself in advance. So they're like, right, let's get like the ultimate cat lady of the 2010s involved mm -hmm. and make her a cat. Haha, -ha. get it? Get the joke? Nope. Oh, well, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> I feel like that's what was going on because um, yeah. she's not an actress. Like, she's fine like, in this. Um, there's a weird accent going on. Yeah, there's a there's a weird accent going on, but she's fine. Like, like you know, 
vocally fine, acting fine. It's a small part. Like, I don't know, mm -hmm. there's not much you could ask for there. But it is very much, oh, here's Taylor Swift dressed up as a cat. Like, yeah. you know who it is from the start. Some of the other ones, you, you are looking and you're kind of like, hmm, I, I, like, you probably are someone relatively big, but I can't work out. Judy Dench is another one that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. There's Judy Dench dressed up like a cat. Like, yeah. Um, I get secondhand embarrassment from her performance. Not, yeah. not to those of Judy Dench's. Um, the ones that are instantly recognizable, I actually feel it's a bit more of a problem in some ways. Um, yeah. So. It's embarrassing because it's like, oh my God, what are you wearing, Jason Derulo? You know? Yeah. Idris Elba, what are you doing? <laughs> You look ridiculous. <laughs> like they just look silly because the the CGI is so silly looking. Yeah. If they just had them in lycra, they would have looked less stupid, and that's saying a lot. Well, uh, so speaking, I suppose of lycra, um, I'm curious to know if there's a reason for why some of them wear wear clothes and some of them don't. None of them wear clothes in this stage show, apart from Grisabella with her ugly jacket. That's to make her look matted, though. Mm. So, it's just uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot more clothing in this than there should be. Mm, I would agree. <laughs> I have um, I have questions about some of the movements as well. Um, I don't understand why sometimes they crawl and sometimes they like walk on two feet. Because I don't know. I just feel like they made all the actors crawl in a musical because Andrew Lloyd Webber was young and high and he wanted to make a sexy cat musical. Well, so the, the thing that, the bit that really jumps out at me is it's after um, Jennifer Hudson's Grisabella's done her first performance of Miracle, uh, Miracle, Memory, she slowly crawls away and there's this shot of like, basically like, she's uh, she's crawling towards our like 10 o'clock and all the other cat it cuts back so the other cat's looking at her and they're like, where is she going? And she's oh, she's, she shun her, shun her. And she cuts back to her. She's still crawling away. But then later on, we see her walking away. Like, she's still being shunned, but we see her walk away <laughs> two feet. And I'm just like, why is it so inconsistent? Like, <laughs> like, why does she feel the need to do that? See, in a musical, you wouldn't notice that. You don't consider it. But in a film, you can rewatch and you can pay attention. See, these you can be a cat in the musical and you can be inconsistent and you do your weird little dance moves depending on this song. you know. But in this, because they have moments where you're not singing, it is fucking weird. At one point she crawls and then another time she's like, I'm going to walk this time. I'm not doing that again. Well, especially because, you know they are people playing cats so it's not like it's not like cats back legs bend in the same way that ours do if we were down in all fours but there enough there's her leg bent you know and i'm not i'm not saying that you should cgi that out but like that's a good argument to not fucking have them crawling in the first instance it, it looks like a person dressed as a cat crawling away it doesn't look like a cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i actually think the perspectives as well is a problem now that we're talking about it like when she's thrown into you know when it's a human with her in a bag mm -hmm. and then a human-sized like an adult-sized lady pops out dresses a cat it's mm -hmm. really you know it doesn't flow well you know i know no. it's meant to be that they're all smaller than things but it doesn't work that's what i'm trying to say yeah i agree I don't know. I don't know how they would fix that. I guess by not doing it <laughs> would be a great way to fix it. <laughs> just, just CGI cats and have them voice it instead of I don't know. Don't just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Don't have that opening where someone throws the cat away. Don't have Victoria. 
Yeah. There we go. I would agree. Um, the old Deuteronomy song is a bit bland. That was one of the other notes I had. And again, it's another one that goes on too long. It's just old Deuteronomy is like walking through the, the smoggy, foggy city. And all the cats are like, oh, here she comes. And it just goes on, but it's a bit fucking tuneless. As is the music that happens when they, they go into the ball. Like, mm-hmm. you've got all these cats just dancing around to, like, fucking... I, I, what even noises would you call them? Like, there's no melody going on. It's just noises at, at one point um, as, they, as the cats all hump the ground. Yeah, they have this weird kind of tension between Victoria and is it Mr. Mistopheles as well? Yeah. Like they have this weird like stop trying to make that happen. It's kind of weird and awkward. I don't know. Um, yeah, I agree. But I will say that song is a little bit better with a proper person who can sing singing it. Like Judy Dench is barely getting through. <laughs> She's barely getting through. Mm. It's awful. I would agree. Um, I actually, so we've got, we've also got Gus, the, the theater cat there as well. He, this is another really drab song and I get that he's old, but <laughs> song just won't end. Like it just, it just goes on for ages. I'm just yeah. not really here for any of these. We've got Skimble, Shanks, the railway cat. It's pretty upbeat and it's really needed after about the last 20 minutes of drudge we've had by this point but again i think i think it kind of goes on a bit too long the cgi around it's shit you've got all the cats standing on the railway tracks in unison but like it it just looks terrible i actually think in the musical and in this film like i mean it's this is not the film's fault i i think the musical songs are really fucking boring if i'm being honest i only like memory and from Tom Tugger because it's something different. I, for the most part, I really fucking I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. I think they're boring. That's what happens when you fucking take a poetry book and put music to it. It's boring. Yeah, totally. Um, magical Mister Mistopheles. Uh, kind of as you were saying earlier, it lasts too many long. Uh, too many long. Too many too long. Too many long. <laughs> it lasts too long. Um, and as you were saying earlier, there's too many fake outs. So it's like. Uh, yeah they do that about five times too many and it's just like and then they make victoria have a part where she's encouraging with her high-pitched voice and i'm like oh yeah why are you like such a main character main character syndrome but she has no personality zero yeah. personality so he's trying to this yeah he's saying he's he's singing his song because he's trying to rescue Deuteronomy. Judy Dench. Yeah, he's tried to rescue Judy. Oh God, someone should have tried to rescue Judy Dench. Someone should have taken her out. Why is she in here? Yeah. Why is um, what's his name? Why is Gandalf there too? Oh, there's some question. good actors in there, and they don't belong there because they couldn't pass up the opportunity to star alongside James Corden. They just couldn't do it. They were just ah, like, uh, that's fair. I would struggle to pass that up actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have my CGI cat butthole as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really want to kill my career. I'm going to get with cats, I guess. Um, eventually, obviously, they managed to save Deuteronomy through some fuckwittery. Like, just like, haha, like he's magical after all. We did it. Like, it's just. That's, that's exactly how it happens in the show, but without the big build up. They just do it. They're like, there we go. Mary's back. You know, there's no tease. It's just like they sing the Mr. Basofli's song and then boop, he's back. No, no problem. So they continue singing. They continue singing magical Mr. Mistopheles for ages. Yeah. To be fair, it's an earworm. I have to say, like it. it yeah, I, I forgot about that one until you mentioned it. That one can also join the OK song list. I, I quite like it, but it goes on too long once again. 
Um, we see Rebel Wilson hurt herself again, still as funny as it was the first time, um, by swinging a boat on a chain like nunchucks, but obviously it hits herself in the- that's like such an- the, the hitting yourself in the face with nunchucks is such a joke, they've been doing that since like the 80s. Like, that's not modern at all, and here's Rebel Wilson fucking pulling that out her arse. It's just such a, like, non-needed scene, like, why are we making this longer? Like, this is, like, why are we adding a random fight scene? Why? Yeah, why? Why movie? I, at this point, the, the next note I have uh, is actually making Judy Dench sing was a choice. Um, and after, I, don't think, I don't think they made her sing. I, I don't think she sang. Well, she talked. Yeah. After Jihad goes into the sky, it should have ended there, but instead the film keeps going, and we start getting we start getting lessons about how you should address cats. Um, and I I think it, it's a weird choice again. Like, but it's weird pacing because mm. the film should have ended about five minutes ago when Judy Dench is sitting there talking to us as if we're her grandchildren and she's reading us a storybook like <laughs> yeah. and that children is how to not make a film <laughs> see again that kind of probably works on the stage show because it lets you have a chance to bring everyone forward again with their claps yeah. you know you to get this bitch off the balloon <laughs> to let her back down to cl- <laughs> clap her you can't yeah. just send her off and then no claps well, for a Grizzabella actress well, totally because you can imagine her going off stage in her rags and then coming back to applause looking fresh yeah basically and that's like okay that's a great way to end the film but that doesn't happen here we don't get that no. um and instead like i wonder if possibly the worst element of this film overall is that the whole thing's just really fucking boring because in, mm. in like in individual elements you can forgive bad cgi you can forgive people who aren't great singers but if they're if they're good actors they can make up for it you can forgive um you know good singers for bad acting all of that in its own individual sort of circumstances is forgivable i cannot forgive it being boring as fuck i know it's like a fucking musical about cats singing to die and it's boring yeah um madness it should be impossible that's it like it's definitely not the cat's pajamas oh my god you keep (laughs) is this a thing you do now (laughs) it's just it's just cat shit crazy like it really is stop (laughs) stop it (laughs) i don't want to push it too far (laughs) i'll stop meow (laughs) right i'm done there you go (laughs) And so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Are we done? <laughs> but honestly, though, I will say, for all that I'm bitching about the film, it, and it, it deserves it, it's awful. The stage show isn't much better. Mm. I think it's really boring to watch. Yeah. So the fact that they chose to do this at all is fucking madness. I, I do have one other thought, actually. Um, so a lot of, there's a lot of things out there that people just kind of love to hate. And I've, I think um, one of the reasons I went to see this originally was because I didn't want to fall into the film student trap of... Um, it's hip to be a, a wank about stuff for the sake of being a pretentious wank. Basically, or it's also it's hip to like stuff that's shit. Like, so every film student ever knows about The Room. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, it's so bad, but it's so good, ha ha ha. And like, it's kind of, you, not, it's kind of boring. Yeah, like that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. But like, it's like that's not the done thing. You very rarely ever hear, oh, like it, it's you know, it, it's so bad, it's good. Like it, that is the opinion. Like you rarely mm-hmm. ever 
fucking hell, I can't English tonight. Rarely ever hear anything else said about it. You never hear any like, you know, actual critiques about the fact that, you know, for the most part, when you ignore some of the funny lines and deliveries, it is actually really fucking dull. And yeah, like, it goes too long. It go- yeah. Um, and so I knew that this was going to be a rough watch, but I didn't want it to be one of those things that everyone just shits on for the sake of it. So like in my naivete, in the first instance, when I went to watch it in the cinema, I kind of thought, you know, if there is something redeemable about this, I want to be able to say, you know, there is something. At least redeemable. there is this. Yeah. I, I don't know what there is. Like there isn't really anything redeemable. Like I think the only thing I can say is at least they tried and therefore because they've tried, they, they will probably never do it again. Like, I don't think there's going to be another adaptation of Cats in like 15, 20 years time that they'll be like, right, we'll do it better this time. I just don't think, I think that's probably it. Like, that's the only redeemable thing I can say about this. I feel like we could have told them that it wasn't going to be a good idea before they even did it. Because if you just watch the stage show, it's just, it's just, it's just a stage show. Some things are just made for the stage. And this is barely made for the stage for me personally. I know it's like when I'm wrong. I know I'm, I'm in the minority here. Like it's the fourth longest running West End show. Or is it Broadway? One of the two. Mm. And, you know, lots of people love it because it's just an easy watch. That's the thing. You're not, you know, you don't have to be too invested. You're watching. It's just lots mm. of I Am songs followed by the one memory song, which is what, you know, made it popular and carried it through. That's what everyone's going for, really, isn't it? It's like that one fucking song. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's also, you know, you can just take your kids there and it's, you know, they don't have to pay attention to the plot, you know. Yeah. But. For me, I, I just, I don't like it. And I feel like there's so many other interesting things or just just make a different idea, you know, just make your own original musical like La La Land did or whatever. I'm not saying it's the best musical ever, but at least it's something different, you know, something original. Mm. You don't have to adapt everything. Yeah, not everything needs a needs a parallel. I kind of feel like as well, like it, for the most part, whatever the intended audience for this was, they probably would have gone to see the stage show anyway. Like, I don't really feel like this was ever going to be able to attract that wide an audience outside of that. See, what what I will say, and I'll kind of disagree in a little tiny, tiny, but it's not. I'm not really disagreeing. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays it's becoming less and less of a pretentious and class thing for theatres. But it's still expensive, but people still want to see the shows. Mm. So I think having adaptations is a good thing because it lets more people see the show. But I think what I would prefer rather than an adaptation is just more uh, Broadway recordings, to be honest. And they are increasing. Like Hamilton being on Disney Plus is really cool because it's a really expensive show to get into and it's really hard to get tickets. So the fact that they're making it more accessible Mm. to people is good. You know, Mm. it's the beginning of the breakdown of the class divide on theater. Um, I like that. I just, I just wish it was good, you know. I feel like it does a disservice because it'll turn people away from mm. maybe seeing other shows because they're like, oh god, is this what musicals are? You know, because some people just aren't exposed to musicals. Some people aren't cultured, <laughs> like me. <laughs> You're calling this culture? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not cultured. I've not seen the fucking thing where people crawl around the floor and grind into each other's cats. Yeah, I've not seen any fucking musical in forever, though. So it's really like. It's kind of it's kind of embarrassingly sexually charged. I know I sound like a prude on this podcast all the time, but they are like rubbing against each other a lot and grinding and are dressed in ridiculous fursuits. So you sat there clutching your pearls, thinking of the <laughs> someone think of the children. Like <laughs> I just think it does it just looks weird when yeah. they're all fluffy and wearing black lycra. It's just weird to watch. Yeah, it's a bit like a fucking night at the furry convention. But. Yeah. 
I don't want to be there. I didn't buy a ticket. No, I didn't buy so. a ticket for this convention either. <laughs> but here we are. Anyway, I think, to be honest, that that's that. Anyway, I made my point that I think I wanted to make, and we're done. So... We've survived Dumb Ways to Die month. Did you pick out the Dumb Way to Die, dear Lister? It's um, <laughs> killing, killing, killing your um, esteemed acting career um, yeah. by dressing that's up. That's a Dumb Way to Die. Yeah. Has Jodie Dench been anything since? I'm assuming she has. She's like an icon. I would, I would imagine she's been in like some James Bond film. She was in Alleluia, Belfast, Off the Rails... Artemis Fowl, Six Minutes to Midnight. So she's been in like loads of stuff since. She's been in some good stuff, but no matter what she does, it won't erase the fact that she was shitting cats. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, um, if you have liked what you've heard, um, then, you know, please subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. Um Give us a rating, whether that's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Can you rate on Amazon? I guess. Maybe. Yeah, you can give us five stars. Like we're a product. You could do that to our to our new listeners from Amazon. Please give us a little rating. That'll be lovely. Um, like a product. We are a product. We are a product. <laughs> Consume us. Consume us. Um do, 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 do. follow us on instagram at one of us is bored and subscribe to the youtube channel as well please that would be just lovely um next week we have moved into a new theme month we have moved into non november um so we're going to be looking at a bunch of non themed <laughs> films right listen to give some context to give some context callum really likes nuns and i thought you know november <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm like i'm totally totally done down with this theme so i'm happy for this um we have got a, what's the first one we're watching is it sister act i don't know i didn't know i was kind of panicking as we got towards the end i was like i don't know what we're watching next shall, week. We, shall we just make it sister act first then yeah. let's just go with we're watching sister act next week because i've decided that's we're doing that's, double musical yeah apparently the musical followed by musical i followed by like a better musical at least so you know yeah cleanse the palate slightly but <laughs> slightly <laughs> um so yeah join us next week for that and um we'll see you then Oh, yeah. so happy Halloween. Oh, happy Halloween. Bye. <laughs>